attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Dana, this week is insane. That's all I got to say. Yeah? Like, there's so much happening in my world this week, in my world of things that entertain me. Okay. So, okay. Right? Tomorrow, two big events. It's Disney Plus Day tomorrow. Yes. So there's going to be, like, all kinds of reveals about, like, Marvel shows and all that stuff. That's cute. That's fine. The bigger thing tomorrow is it's also, are you ready? Are you sitting? I don't know. Am I? Are you sitting? You can clearly tell I am, Adam. (laughs) This is for the effect of people at home. Dana is sitting. Okay. Ready? Drum roll. It's also Star Trek Day tomorrow. Oh. (laughs) They're doing panels. There's going to be announcements. I (sighs) like, but I don't know what to do because Disney Plus Day and Star Trek Day are happening on the same day, also during the week when I need to be working. So this is like a whole a whole thing. But then, Dana, you do know what's topping off this week. What? D23. Oh, yes, of course. That's more important. That's way more important than Star Trek Day. My goodness gracious. No. Oh, my gosh. Dana, like the Kate Mulgrew, who is a national treasure, I have to say. Like, yeah. phenomenal actress portrayed Captain Catherine Janeway for seven seasons on Star Trek Voyager, one film and now an animated series. She was also red in Orange is the New Black. She was, and she was a phenomenal as red in Orange is the New Black. There is a rumor that there might be a new show, like real show with her coming in the Star Trek oh. world. So that's what I'm excited about. I know you don't care and probably nobody listening. Actually, it's a Disney podcast. People, <laughs> There's probably some of our listeners who care. But anyway... D23, but the most exciting thing about D23, and I guess we should also say you and I are going to have thoughts on D23 in a few weeks. Oh, yes. In a few weeks. Don't don't get excited yet. Adam and I have already decided that we're going to do a whole episode about D23 and all the announcements, which we know you will hear well after the announcements have been made, but that's our plan. We're going to dedicate a whole episode to any and all announcements that come out of D23. Should we like play a game now, like a, like a prediction game with D23? No, like During our episode, we're basically we decide what they announced that they eventually cancel like they did at the last one <laughs> remember the last yeah. the last d23 oh yeah was pre-pandemic and they brought out dick van dyke and the chim chimney and we were gonna get this mary poppins yes. ride and everybody's so excited and want want so i feel like we should we yes. should take our bets on what thing disney will cancel after announcing but what i'm even more excited about is one of my favorite British Disney vloggers, because we all know I have a thing for the Disney vloggers, uh, Victoria from Disney in Detail, has never been to Disneyland. She's never been to DCA. What? She's never been to California. Never. She's been to Disney World. She's been to Disneyland Paris. She's been to Tokyo Disney. This woman has never been to Disneyland. She is on a plane as we speak somewhere between here and London, between California and London. She's coming to D23 and then she's doing the Disneyland Park for the very first time. And I'm very excited for that because Kurt and I don't have a lot going on most weekends. So we get really excited for Sundays at 12 p.m. Eastern when her new vlogs drop. We may watch it as they drop. (laughs) Yeah, I do the same thing. I watch so many people's YouTube stuff and I'm like, it's my favorite pastime during my lunch hour at work because I work from home. So lunch will happen. I'm like, oh, who's posted? Oh, All Ears has a new one. Or now Molly has a whole new Molly from All Ears is no longer with All Ears and she's doing her own vlogging and blogging and all that. Do we have to stop watching All Ears now? No, because they're still really good. And I like that team too. Yeah, but like French Fry and Buttercup and Cool J or whatever their name is. Breed Love and love i don't know i don't know yeah so i'm super excited she's coming she's gonna be here the vlogs are gonna be amazing and i cannot wait for that also speaking of vlogging you came very close to being a vlogger the other weekend like when you were at disneyland (laughs) last weekend i'm watching your videos that you and the girls are doing at the parks and i was like oh no Oh, no. We are like one degree away from having a vlog, I think. And that slightly terrifies me. You've got to give the people what they want. (laughs) You asked me. You know, you can go listen to the previous episode. You said... 
film that pistachio and sour cherry with the ghost pepper dipping sauce churro and tell us what it's about. And so we did. And yes, it was about a minute's worth of time to hear it, but it was worth it. People were on the edge of their seats, I'm sure. You had the framing down. You were like a professional vlogger. You had the like the facial reaction when you're eating and like they're all the vloggers reading. You had it. You had it down. I was into it. I was like tasting the churro as you were tasting it. Well, that was unintentional, my friend. But um, I will tell you, if you did not see that that story, the sour cherry and the pistachio churro just alone were putrid. They were disgusting, especially the pistachio one. Shockingly, I thought that one was going to be better than the sour cherry. But they were both just gross and artificial flavored. And then you threw on the grape ghost pepper dipping sauce. How was that sauce? Oh, it was so gross. I kept thinking it tasted like something something synthetic, like those that goober type. Um, oh, no. Peanut butter and jelly, you know, where it's like really? a bad jelly. Oh, That's on, what it tasted see. like to me. But then I think Sierra Leone told us that she thought it tasted like cough syrup. And I think that's more spot on. It was disgusting. It was only mildly spicy. We were all disappointed, severely disappointed. Don't get the that that's at the churro cart in the um, New Orleans Square. Just avoid it at all costs. Did you try any of the other ghost pepper things like the cocktails with the ghost pepper? No, but we're going back again this weekend. So that's my okay. plan. I really want to try that ghost pepper michelada. That's that. Yeah, at, I want you to try that. Yeah, you have a list. You have more yeah, things. It's over at Hollywood you have more things. I actually yeah. just watched. Speaking of vlogs, we were before you and I recorded. Kurt and I were watching um, Ordinary Adventures at the Oogie Boogie Bash. Mm, mm-hmm. Some new really fun characters. Well, yes, we're about to get into it because. Are we going to talk about that? Is that a good segue? Yes, yes. Did I just segue? I think it's a great segue. Without realizing a segue. All right, segue. Well, so this episode, we're going to be talking, and it's another news episode. There's a little bit more news that's come out, and then. I think Adam this time has prepared a vault for me, so I'm excited. Do you want your that. Do you want your tease? Yes, of course. Your clue, since we're reversing, it is my mom's favorite attraction. Your mom's favorite attraction. Well, there's no Donald Duck ride. I know there Doesn't really should Donald be. Duck? Well, there is a Disney World. Are you talking about Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway? No, the Three Caballeros. Oh yeah, that is Donald's oh, ride. Yeah. They do. But it's not. It's the not three. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Your mom's favorite ride. I don't know. I don't know your mom well enough. Well, attraction. It, I'm going to call it an world? attraction. It's not. It's a small world. No. Is it Disneyland or California Adventure? Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Think about it. The Jungle Cruise. Close, but not quite. Okay. Well, I'll keep thinking. Thank you. Well, let's get into the news first and foremost. Before we get into Oogie Boogie, I wanted to actually share something over on the East Coast. So it was announced today that Disney World's 50th anniversary is finally coming to a close. Uh, We knew this all along that it was going to be an 18-month run. But today they announced an official end date to the 50th anniversary celebrations, which is March 31st, 2023. So... If you want to see all of the pretty blue merchandise and see the beacons and all oh their gosh. prettiness, then you got to get it out there before April. Dana, that date is like, that's significant date yeah. next year. Wait, why? Because it's also the date Scream 6 comes out. No. Oh, my gosh. It is? <laughs> yeah. March 31st? March 31st. Oh. So the same day, the 50th anniversary ends, Scream 6 comes to theaters. Um. You know, I, I think it's... Gen D, folks, the place that you get the unofficial <laughs> scream news that you never asked for. <laughs> but you know you secretly want. Look, I'm yeah. surprised it's going on that long. And it hasn't been that, like, it's cool-ish. I'm kind of over it. Do I dare say? Yeah. I would more say that I don't think it's been, like, super spectacular. Like, yes, Mickey in his cute little powder blue outfit is very cute, and they have some sweet costumes. The merchandise is, like, meh to me. But I'm I'm also that way with everything with merchandise. We didn't buy any of it. Yeah, I I bought a pin just to commemorate it, like a a trading pin of the castle with the iridescent look to it. But that was it. I just didn't really feel like I needed anything that screamed the 50th anniversary to me. So no, like the biggest thing they like spent all their money on were these statues that now, now that they have the magic band plus down there, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's like it, they're supposed to like interact with the statue and make the statues like those gold. Yeah. Sorry. What I'm talking about are those gold character statues of 50 statues around the parks 
And the funny thing is, is you watch these vlogs of people down there, like with their magic band pluses, like flailing their arms in front of these statues, trying to get yes. them to like make the sound. And I'm like, that was your biggest thing. I know. I, it just, I don't know. I know. They got to leave the statues up now that they've created the magic band plus. I imagine they'll leave the statues up, maybe take off the little placard that says 50, but. They'll leave them up so people can still interact with stuff. Because what else are they going to yeah. do? If you spent all that money on a Magic Band Plus, you got to want to use I, it. I think the thing they underdid and they should have done more on was all the retro stuff. And like all the throwback mm-hmm. stuff that they did. Like the one, actually I lied. I did buy one piece of merch and it was that my new wallet, that Coach yeah. Men's wallet with the old Walt Disney World logo on it, which I is my wallet now. Because I love that old retro stuff, like the throwback stuff. And they have the vault collection is what they called it, I think. Yeah. And like, it's really good yep. stuff, but they didn't do enough of it. And I feel like that's what should have been the big thing with the 50th. Like everybody's into the retro stuff now, maybe. I agree. I guess I should also say I did buy something down there. I bought a decal and it was that same retro Walt Disney World yeah. logo. Um, but I love anything that has that 70s retro look. So I agree. Well, that's your closing date. So March 31st, 2023, you all know it now. And knowing in Disney time, that means they'll be starting the 60th anniversary in about a year and a half. Okay. I know. I know, right? Another news piece that came out today was uh, Move Over Wishables. This is your merchandise for you, Adam. Yeah. The Wishables line. I'm not clear if it's discontinuing, but I think it is. Those are the um, kind of grab bag mini stuffed animals no. that come out in different series. I love those. They're getting rid of those. Wait. Oh, no. No, no, no. I lied. I'm thinking of the Muni things. I love the little Muni things. No, not the So I've got a Muni Donald Duck on my Computer monitor. Not those ones. Those ones are like you dress them up in little cute yeah. costumes. The wishables look very similar though, uh, but now they're creating the munchlings. Munchlings, folks. Um, same concept where they're going to come in a box, but you it's a surprise box. You don't know which one, so you get to do that unboxing vibe, and you open it up, and it's a cute little Disney character who's half character, half treat in the park so you can get like a donald duck that looks like a cupcake or a mickey mouse that looks like a mickey ice cream bar i saw photos of them i will link this in our instagram so you guys can all take a look too i actually think they're not as cute as the wishables and the wishables aren't even the most cute so i don't know i'm currently face palming no just no i'm gonna pull up a picture so you no. can see. do i want to see this no like you know what was really cute? Lego did a thing with the Muppets and they made like it was a grab bag. You never know what you were going to get inside the packaging. Yeah, that was cute. They're little mini Muppet Legos and we did buy a bunch of them. But I don't know. Oh, no. I feel like the picture's coming. Okay. It seems silly. I'm going to show you. This one is of Mickey as a cinnamon roll and Minnie as a cupcake. Can you see these? Mm, sorry. That's terrifying. I know. People are going to buy this? I'm way more into like the main attraction, like the Mickey Mouse main attraction thing they're doing right now, where it's like Mickey, like last year was Minnie and this year is Mickey and Mickey like dressed up as different, like what Mickey would be with the different rides at the park. I'm way more into that. And I think those are cute. And they have a Tiki Room one out right now that I almost bought when we were at Disneyland, but I didn't. I should have. Or like when Stitch took over different rides and things like that and they had stitches created that way. That's more creative. This is just like a McDonald's. It looks like a McDonald's Happy Meal toy. It does. It kind of does. It looks like a little mini McDonald's plushie. I forgot the most important piece to this. They're scented. So they are supposed to smell like whatever baked treats they are designed as. It's going to be like those spirit jerseys that are scented. Yep. A hundred percent. So if you want a popcorn scented Mickey Mouse plushie. That we walked around the stores yep. like shoving our faces and I'm trying to smell that. Yeah. All right. Pass. Well, these these bad boys are hitting the mean streets of Main Street on September 9th. So if you're looking to Do get. Do you know them, how much they are? I don't know, but I will tell you a single wishable is around like 12 or 13 bucks. So I'm going to guess these will be in the same price tag. Yeah, I know. Yay, merchandise. That's your update on merchandise. Can they hire somebody that like just understands better? No, they cannot. 
Okay. No, they cannot. Adam, that's that's too much of an ask. <laughs> um, okay. I have I didn't want to share this with you ahead of time, Adam, oh. but I heard a Disneyland Paris rumor. I know you love your Disneyland Paris. I do love Disneyland Paris. I'm curious if you've heard this rumor. But okay. so a couple weeks ago when we had Kim on, we were talking, or maybe we were just talking about Kim. But we were talking about the fact that they're no longer going to do the Star Wars land, Galaxy's Edge, over at Disneyland Paris. Even though they had announced it years ago, also at D23, and it was a big to-do. They made Avengers Campus, but they're backpedaling on Star Wars. Well, it sounds like in the place that they wanted to put Star Wars, they're now talking about two different choices. The first one they're talking about is bringing over Avatar, the same one that you can see at Disney's Animal Kingdom over there. So they know they've got a winning ride. Smart. Okay. And and I guess it's um, like somewhere like the sixth or ninth most popular movie in France is Avatar. So I'm actually surprised they haven't built another Avatar land in the park somewhere yet. So that surprises me. True. Now, and I think that's a good choice, but I kind of feel bad for Disneyland Paris because it's like they just kind of keep getting the seconds of other parks. Like I would like them to have something that's wholly original. And this other option they're talking about is doing an entire Lion King land, which I think sounds really great because I guess Lion King is extremely popular over in Paris or in in France. So they're leaning heavy into the Animal Kingdom theme. They really are. But this would be its own land. They've never done a exclusively Lion King land Uh, at any other Disney park. No answers as to what like rides or shows would be a part of it. But I guess they used to have a Lion King show at Disneyland Paris and it did really well for them. So that's kind of what they're leaning on. Okay. So there you have it. I think I'm voting I'm Team Lion King land. I am too, just because I want them to have their own thing and draw people in for that reason. But I thought you were going to say that to make all of Kim's hopes and dreams come true, that they're actually building an entire Tangled Land at Disneyland Paris. No, sorry, Kim. Oh, by the way, is Kim going to Oogie Boogie Bash? No, she is not. Okay, because they have the... I don't... I'm sorry. I'm I'm a fail at Tangled. I have not... Mother Gothel. Yes. They have Mother Gothel. They have Mother Gothel yep. out there this year. So, which, oh, sorry. I keep yes. stealing your thunder. I'm going to shut up. You do. You keep, well, that's my next point is talking about the <laughs> Oogie Boogie Bash at California Adventure, which is now in full swing. And you are right. They've got a ton of awesome characters. So, again, if you for, have forgotten, this is the ticketed event that you can purchase, but you can't anymore. So don't go and try and buy an Oogie Boogie ticket because they're all sold out for the season. We have told you so, people you must do it at 12.00. Or wait, you're in California. 3.01 a.m. <laughs> and wait for the little... Spend 12 hours on the Disney website uh, so you can get your tickets. It's ridiculous. Devices. But, yeah. So the so for all of us who aren't going, let me give you some of the recaps because it does sound like it's a really good one this year. Um yeah. so the Oogie Boogie Bash, you get to experience Disney's California adventure with a limited capacity. So if you're a big fan of the rides over there, this is a great event to go to because you can get on all the rides. They all have like a 15-minute wait max. They have really cool projection shows this year. They're doing a projection show on Carthay Circle, which features like spooky music every 15 minutes. Uh, We actually did see that the other week, which was really cool. They were doing a Sanderson sister Hocus Pocus piece. Um, And then they also have a ton of photo ops. Like right when you walk in, you can go take a picture next to like a Nightmare Before Christmas themed backdrop. You travel all around the parks and just load up on candy. I know Adam knows this because we talked about it last time. Which, well, with the candy thing, the Ordinary Adventures folks were very happy to be back at Disneyland. Well, at DCA specifically, where they actually fill your bags up with candy. Unlike Disney World, where they apparently are very stingy on the candy. Yes. Yeah, I know. But the big piece is that you get to meet all of the villains. And so they've got some that are returning villains like the Evil Queen from Snow White. They've got Cruella. Sid from Toy Story. He was there last year. And I just love that they brought him. Like, 
what is he back this year did Um, they bring sid back yeah that's what i'm saying he's back he's over at pixar and he like he has all of the toys out with him like his deranged toys that he created and so he talks to them and oh he's awesome and cruella is there they've got them all but then they've got some new ones this year they have madame mim from sword in the stone she looks fantastic okay i watched she was on the video she's phenomenal Phenomenal. Yeah. Like, if you're going to Oogie Boogie Bash, go see her. Like, go see her. Just spend your night with the characters. Really? That's what you should do. More than rides. Yeah. Because you can do the rides anytime. They also have the one that I'm the most excited about. They have Ernesto de la Cruz from Coco. Have you seen yes. the Did video you see of him? It? Oh, my goodness. Yes. He sounds exactly like Ernesto and de la Cruz. The, and he plays the, the guitar. The mask is Yes. Phenomenal. It's incredible. Then, like the funny thing was they cut to a video of Jack Skellington after that. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, they got to redo Jack's mask after they did this. This is incredible. Yeah, this is incredible. I don't, we were watching it. We we're like, how did they do that? It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I will be sure to also link somebody else's video. So you guys can all see this on our Instagram because it is awesome. I agree. I remember when I worked at Disney the Jack Skellington mask was pretty revolutionary at that time. And you can still see pretty clearly the person behind it's mostly mask with a little bit of his chop. It's still the same one. Yes. It's still the same one since like 2008, but the Ernesto de la Cruz one, you can't tell where mask starts and human face. It's incredible. Ends like it's all very seamless. So he looks awesome. Dana, you've talked about like when you were a face character, you had to do your own makeup. You had to do all that. Yeah. They bring people in for this stuff, don't they? They have to, to do these characters. You would think like these. I really don't think so. Oh, these ones like Agatha and like some of these other ones, are, the makeup is so spot on. You don't think they, just for these special events, you don't think they no. bring makeup artists in? I don't think they do. I, I know that they don't for Cirque du Soleil. I know that they don't for Disney. It's something that they train you on. I mean, I had a day of just training with like signatures and makeup and wig. Like that was all I did for an entire day. And they wouldn't. Like the De La Cruz, he has to have somebody helping him. Like that's too good. They might, they might, because that looks kind of prosthetic, like yeah. of how they're piecing it together. So that might be specialty. But what I'm trying to get at is that they still teach you how to do your own makeup, and they won't let you on set until you get approved by the hair and makeup department. So somebody's looking at you to make sure that you did it correctly. So hmm. I think they're teaching those actors how to do it. The other characters that are, you know, I mean, Oogie Boogie is there. I guess his line is the second longest line to go see the Master of Ceremonies. Oh, I'm sure. The number one longest line. So if you're going here to see these ladies, plan ahead of time. Because they have the Sanderson sisters it's there. So but not good. as you think. They have Minnie as Winifred, Daisy as Sarah, and Clarabelle Cow as Mary. So good. Like, I know. Watching these videos of this and seeing the photos, I want to be there. I want photos with them. I want, like, it's so good. It's genius. Like, I mean, just so good. So good. I I can't. Like, yeah, that. It's the best. I'm really Halloween. happy that Disney's just leaning into owning the IP <laughs> of Hocus Pocus. They're like, this is ours and we're going to just love on it. And I'm like, I'm here. Of course for they it. are. The sequel's coming uh, out in like a day or whatever that is. I know. So, like, I know. Yeah. Couple last things about the Oogie Boogie Bash they have the Frightfully Fun Parade. It goes on twice in the evening. It starts with like Jack Skellington on a float, which looks super cool. I think the best float that I saw, I watched a YouTube video of um, the best life and beyond people. They're some of my favorite YouTubers. I watched them go. And so they talked about the Haunted Mansion dance. They have the ballroom. I saw that too. Who come so good. Through. And then they've got a float with the hitchhiking ghost that also looks so incredible and realistic. How they got that ghosty glow around them is beyond Again, me. I don't see, know. See, these costumes make me think they have to bring in some makeup artists for this stuff. It's like a special ticketed event, certain nights. Like they got mm-hmm. Disney got the cash to bring in some makeup artists to do this. It's so good. There's no way. I assure you they did not. I've worked these ticketed oh events. Oh my gosh. There's uh, no way. I it's assure so you. It's so good. Like, did you see they had the bride 
on the back. Yes, of the float. on the back of the float, they had the bride. Oh, it was so great. So the parade looks great. I would recommend if you want to see all of this, go to the Best Life and Beyond couple. They go to all the Disney events and they have a great like 20 minute video of all of what I'm describing. Uh, but the last thing, and I think this looks the coolest to me to have experienced, the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail that's over by the Grizzly River Run ride. They have turned that into a like walking experience, kind of semi maze like where you get to walk through some fog and they've created a ton of really cool projections everywhere. So you can see like villains oh, on screens and stuff and on the ground. Uh, it, it looks really cool. It's kind of hard to describe. I would encourage you to go look at it, but it's called the Villains Grove at the Redwood Creek Trail. So that looked really special. It all looks like so much fun. Like seriously, we watched this yeah. video before we came on and I was like, and we were watching Ordinary Adventures. So shout out to them too, which they're very similar to Best Life. Like they're, it's another couple. They like bum around all the Disney parks. They just did. They have a ton of Disney yeah. Wish videos they just put up, but their stuff on the Oogie Boogie Bash, you know, I wish I was there. I would go. I actually think I would go. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe we should go next year. That would be really we fun. We could do that next year. That would be fun. We'll come back. For you and I. I Here's I what just, I'll tell you about all these vloggers. They all don't have children, and Adam and I no, do. They don't. And so that is how it is challenging. Wait, do they have children? No, no, they Your don't. People, yeah. No. See, no, none yeah. of them do. See, I'm telling you, it's hard to do these things with little ones late at night and pay such a high price tag. This is what we need to tap into. Maybe we have a future as vloggers. But like with Ugh. kids and you're like, oh, this is real life, people. Well, just watch my Instagram stories. <laughs> Ray's been all through most of the last couple. I, I just going to say it looks amazing. And hot tip, if you don't want to wait forever to meet Oogie Boogie, go ride Haunted Mansion Holiday because the best Oogie Boogie animatronic is at the end of that ride. He's so good. Totally. So good. Yeah. It's where the hitchhiking ghosts usually are. There's... Yeah. This oogie animatronic that they stick in there, which I love. Well, and speaking of Haunted Mansion holidays, I know we talked about what the gingerbread house would look like in that ballroom scene. Yeah. And it is a lock, shock, and barrel gingerbread house. I sent you a video of it, but it is great. I love it every year. No. I just, I love the story behind that. It is a real gingerbread house that the culinary team at Disneyland designs and builds every single year. I love it. Yes. I just, I love. I do too. I love Halloween. I mean, you know, I love Halloween. Me too. Kurt's like refraining me from starting the decorate already. And I was like, no, it's September 1st. Halloween started. Like it's here. You can cringe all you want, but we've already, we decorated in August. I love Halloween so much. I'm not cringing. I'm ready to go. Like I love Halloween. You know, it's my favorite season. I totally miss when we used to go to the haunted houses together, which was always so much fun. what Adam and I did. Everybody, you should know a little piece of our origin. Story is besides our love for horror films, specifically the Scream franchise, we also would go to every single haunted house we could find yep. in the like metro Los Angeles area. It was so much fun. And we were like rating them. We're like, this one's not as good. Oh, that one was shockingly good for <laughs> Thousand Oaks or wherever we'd be. Yeah, that but, was that crazy good one in like a strip yeah. mall in Thousand Oaks that was like unbelievable. Yeah. Um, it was great. I miss, I haven't been to a haunted house in years. I know. All right, come on out. We'll go to some. Yeah, the last one I went to was Halloween Horror Nights, but it was during the pandemic. So it was Halloween Horror Days at Universal Orlando, mm-hmm. and they had two haunted houses open during the day, but all the actors were behind giant plexiglass. So Stop. you knew where they no. were at. So it was like hard to get <laughs> scared because they were all stuck in these like plexiglass coffins inside and there was lights on them and you knew when the scares are coming, but they tried. God oh, bless man. them. They tried. No, I love it. I love oh. Halloween. I'm so ready for all the Halloween things. I did have a pumpkin spice latte today. Not going to lie. It happened. Okay. The internet is telling me that Starbucks has changed their recipe. Could you tell a difference from last year? Well, okay. So I didn't really have the pumpkin spice latte. I get a cold brew with, uh, uh-huh. The pumpkin cream cold foam on top. Oh, that's good. That's I've and had then that it before. melts down. And I actually feel like it's less sugar and sweet than like the actual pumpkin spice yeah. latte because they don't put the like full on pumpkin sauce 
in the thing. Yeah. So it's like cold brew with hint of pumpkin. That's my mm. my go to there. Yep. Yep. I got you. I would suggest that one. It's 199 degrees in Los Angeles. Yeah. Like get so a cold brew. I can't do it yet, but I will eventually. I just they got to be hot for me. I don't like. The- we'll get the cold brew with the pumpkin cream cold. I foam. will. I'll get the cold brew. I'll get the cold brew. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So that's your news for the week. Adam, I know it's time. Now, I have a couple more guesses for you um, of your mom's favorite. It's not Jungle Cruise. It's not. um, Is it an older ride? Like, it's been around for a long time? It is. It is. Well, we've done so many. Is it Big Thunder? No, we've done Big Thunder. Have we done Big Thunder? It's not Big Thunder. No, we haven't. Um, Is it the Tiki Room? In the tiki 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 room. In the tiki 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 tiki. Yes, it is. Yay. I love the tiki room. We got to take Noah for the first time to the Tiki Room. We were back at Disneyland, and it had me thinking that we should really talk about the Tiki Room because its history is kind of fascinating. I'm going to already, like, hat tip to our friends at All Ears. They're our friends. They yes. don't know us, but we know them. Because <laughs> I found this old article from them that I'm going to pull a lot from that really just kind of talks through the history of the Tiki Room. Look, I love this thing. I think it's it's it was groundbreaking at the time. I still think it's groundbreaking today. My mom is obsessed with birds. Like she has, we've always had birds at the house when I was a kid and everything else. And my mom's obsessed with the tiki room. Every time there are two rides we always FaceTime my mom on when we're at the parks. And one is Small World because it drives her crazy. And the other is the tiki room because she loves the tiki room. <laughs> so we always FaceTime her from Aww. the tiki room. I love it. If you're going to talk about like Disney history and Disney parks history, it's like the Holy Grail, really. Like, yeah, it kind of started everything. It, it It's what inspired like great moments with Mr. Lincoln, the Carousel of Progress, Pirates of the Caribbean. All of that exists because Walt created the Tiki Room. Like that's thanks to a bunch of birds, <laughs> a bunch of squawking birds. So. Look, we know before Disneyland opened, Walt like had this idea of he wanted animals and things interacting, right? And so when the park opened, like Jungle Cruise was an opening day attraction and it had these like animatronics in the water. These are the things which was like, you know, in 1955, that's like, yeah, it's huge. Mind blowing that there were like animatronic hippos in the water. However, they're very like rudimentary animatronics, right? They only do small movements. They don't like talk. They don't do these things that like, I mean, the crazy animatronics today with like the projection faces and all this other stuff that they do now. Like, I think the perfect example is like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and the insane animatronics of Mickey and Minnie that are there. It's like half cartoon, half thing. Anyway. Half computer projection. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the best animatronic hands down is i think fight me on this ursula from the little mermaid ride or well yes the shaman on navi the worst ride in all disney parks navi mm-hmm. river journey but it is slightly saved by the shaman at the end unless you get b mode which is what i got last time when i went there with sierra and kim wah, and they just wah. show you a screen of the shaman Did I, I, I think but i've yes. said on this podcast before that i yelled at a cast member about that i was so angry because we waited in line for like an hour and a half for that stinking ride and then it was b mode oh. and i was like you should tell i literally went to the cast member i was like you should tell people as they're getting in line that it's in yeah, B mode. They really should. Because people literally stand in this line to see that animatronic. It's so true. They it should. is a cool they animatronic. They should. No. Like, come on. Anyway, so Walt opened up the park. They had, you can call them like very archaic old versions of these audio animatronic figures. And the movements were limited, everything else. He was like, I want more, right? Because <laughs> this is Walt and his creative brain was constantly going. So they wanted to make this human and they brought in these two engineers, Roger Brogy and Waffle Rogers to create this. I'm sorry, his name was Waffle? Waffle, Waffle, Waffle. Oh, I thought it was Waffle, like the breakfast treat. No, it wasn't Waffle, Waffle. No, it would be amazing. That's what they created Mickey Waffles after, Waffle Rogers. No. I want somebody to be named Waffle. So Waffle and Roger... Roger Brogy and Waffle Rogers. That's a mouthful. So anyway, they were tasked with creating a likeness animatronic of Confucius because apparently Walt had wanted to open up a restaurant, a like Chinese restaurant on Main Street. 
And when you walked in there, you were going to be greeted by animatronic Confucius. <laughs> no, well, well no. <laughs> apparently. It's the 50s. I'll forgive it, but don't, no, Walt, don't his, do this. They like tried to build this thing. <laughs> And his face like kept like melting down or ripping off. So no Confucius, no Chinese restaurant on Main Street, USA. Confucius says no. Yep, yep. So anyway, while he was on vacation, he came across a mechanical bird that could sing while moving its beak, head, and wings. And he was like, I need this. So he apparently acquired said bird. Which, by the way, I believe that bird is at the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco now. And you can see it there, which is pretty cool. So he acquired said bird, brought it to his Imagineers and says, do this, but do it better. That's what he wanted. Mm -hmm. So they basically dissected the thing and figured out what made it tick, what, how did this thing work? So... This was all like he had also been thinking about, I want this animatronic of Abraham Lincoln for great moments with Mr. Lincoln, blah, 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 blah. That all got put on hold because it was all about the birds. He wanted to do something with birds. And so they started creating these more and more of these animatronic birds. And he was like, oh, I want to come back to the Chinese restaurant idea. But instead of Confucius entertaining the guests, I want birds entertaining the guests. Okay. So... He also thought like, okay, if these are birds and things like that, guests will be more accepting of the very basic animatronics that existed that day, right? Like if it's not a human, if we're not trying to make a person. Oh, I see. Yeah. But we're making a bird, you might be more accepting of like, or whatever, like the limited movements and things like that, that they just didn't have the technology yet to make the animatronics that we know today. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like Pixar animation when you watch it in the early 90s. The people look yep. really weird, like Andy, but, you know, Woody and Buzz look great because they're toys. Exactly, exactly. So the restaurant, he wanted to open up a restaurant. It was going to entertain with the birds. It was going to be called the Tiki Hut, and it was to be located in Adventureland. It was going to have a Polynesian theme, uh-huh. and the eatery was going to share a kitchen used by what was in the Plaza Pavilion and the Tahitian Terrace, which is like over where, um, basically, if you're at Disneyland now, that's where the Dole Whip stand is, right there, next to oh, okay. where, next to where the the Enchanted is. Tiki Room is now. So, a press release was put out by the company ahead of time, because they had a mm-hmm. thing, by the way, of announcing things that never actually happened. Oh, wait, just like D23 today. Oh, so never nothing's happened. new. Nothing's changed. It's just continually. Since 55. The press release read, quote, Walt Disney is creating a restaurant, and just as his full-length animated films, True Life Adventures, and Disneyland pioneered in their fields, Walt's creation will alter the course of many full-course meals. So that was the press release oh. about... The announcement of the Tiki Room. Or I'm sorry, the Tiki Hut. It's a bit cryptic. Yep. So as they were going on, they were like, oh, most people spend 45 minutes to an hour eating a meal. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of animatronic show to put together. And that's not going to have a high guest turnover if we're trying to do an ongoing show with these animatronics. So they ended up scrapping the restaurant idea in favor of a 17-minute show called Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. And that finally opened on June 23rd, 1963. When it opened, there were 225 animatronics in the room. Wow. And most of them are all still there today. They've been updated and improved on. They were directed by a 14-channel magnetic tape feeding 100 speakers and controlling 438 separate actions. To make this thing happen. So hold on. You're telling me that all of those animatronics were going with like just a little metal tape on the ground, mm-hmm. like going to the back Making room? Making them work. Yeah. Like you see it at like insane. a live concert. And oh, by no. the way, it stayed that way until the early 2000s when they closed it to refurbish. Stop it. Yeah. Were they like nervous somebody was going to accidentally kick the wiring and then just shut down the ride for the day? I, I'm sure it was like all up because all the birds are up top. So anyway, they opened this thing and cast members were like, 
trying to explain to people what this was. By the way, this sounds like me at Christmas time because <laughs> I am Clark Griswold in my family. And I, I like put up all the lights on our house. But because our house was built in the 50s, I have only one outlet to work off of. So I just keep stringing more and more and connecting it to the one outlet. And I'm sure I'm, I every year blow a fuse. <laughs> but... Um, this sounds exactly like it, it, the Tiki Room is the Clark Griswold yeah, of attractions. Yeah. So they opened this thing in 1963, and this wasn't part of Disneyland. This was part of WED, I believe. They were charging 75 cents a person to go into the Tiki Room. So this was back in the day when you had to buy your other tickets and all that to do the event. Mm, well, right. so nobody knew really what this was about. And so people were bypassing it. Like they could not get people in the door to see it. Cast members would like try to explain one of the Disneyland TV shows, like took people in to show it to them, really trying to get people to pay the 75 cents to come into the Tiki room. So somebody had the idea to make a version of Jose, who is like the host of the Tiki room Mm -hmm. and put him Outside on, you know, the Adventureland sign, he was perched up with a giant speaker on the Adventureland sign, calling at the guests <gasps> to come into the Tiki Room. Really? So, and it worked. Like, people started being like, okay, I'm interested. This bird is yelling at me to come in here. I'm going to go. That's clever. And it actually got people to go into the Tiki Room and sit through the show. Aww. I love that. But the problem was they had to eventually get rid of him. And they called him the Barker Bird because he was like barking at guests to get them to come in. You guys, you all hear him at the beginning of our episodes. Yep. The stop squawking yep. while I'm walking or yep. talking. That's from that's that. Oh. So they eventually had to take him down <laughs> because, I mean, you guys know how crazy congested that whole area is. When you go into Adventureland, you've got the Dole Whip stand there, the entrance to the Tiki Room. It gets Crazy congested in there. Yeah. Well, people were stopping and watching the Barker Bird or the Outdoor Jose as his own attraction. Like people were fascinated by this thing before they would go in. So they eventually had to take him down because it just, it was too much. Like it created havoc. Mm. And so look, once guests were like into it, apparently mind blown because they were like, this is 1963. Then nobody's ever seen anything like this. I think even to this day, like you or I go in there. And it's insane. It's literally insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a full show, and it feels like a time warp. When you walk yep. into that show, it feels like you're back in, like, 1963, and you are like, wow, these animatronics are so ornate, and there's so many of them. Because you sit in, like, a square. Like, there's, yep. like, four different sections yeah. you can sit in. So you can see them from all different angles. And when they produce this original version, the 17 minute, now it's like 11 minutes is what they cut it down to. It still feels like But 17. the original 17 minute version, it was built, and it still does, it was built to grow and grow and grow, right? It starts with Jose talking, introducing, then those other birds come down and more birds come down. Then all of a sudden the plants are singing. Then all of a sudden the Tahitian gods on the walls are drumming and singing and the whole place and lightning and rain. And like, it's crazy. And it's so much fun. I love it. People were just apparently like absolutely awestruck. And this is why it's lasted. So the Enchanted Tiki Room lasted at Disneyland and it's like original. And they would close it occasionally to like fix a bird. Until 2004. Okay. Then in 2004, they closed it for an extended refurbishment. Literally, like, the building needed some work. Feathers were falling off the birds. Like, it was getting a little... Oh, no. It got a little rough. Jose. Yeah, Jose was fluffing or... What's it called? Jose needed Molting. They were... All the birds were molting really bad in there. You could hear, like, hydraulic sputtering as the birds sang. Like, it just... It needed some work. So they knew the 50th anniversary of Disneyland was coming soon. They needed to like freshen this thing up. So this is when they like digitally remastered the soundtrack and did all these different things. They replaced a lot of the birds and the flowers with more state-of-the-art animatronics, but still retained that old feel to them. They weren't like more creative or movement or anything, but they, they just upgraded them. And then they also shortened the show. They took out some of the slower songs and shortened the show. And that's what we had uh, and we still have today at Disneyland is Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. Yay. 
Yay. A classic. I love it. It makes me so happy. And I love the gods on the outside while you're waiting to go in to entertain you while you're waiting for the next show. So since it had been so successful at Disneyland, like filling up that place every 17 minutes, they were like, well, let's make this an opening day attraction at Walt Disney World. So they did. When it opened, it was an exact copy of Disneyland's, except it was called the Tropical Serenade. It wasn't called Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. And you can still find, like, sometimes when they have some of the retro throwback Mm -hmm. merch at Disney World, it'll say Tropical Serenade on it and stuff like that, even though it's called Enchanted Tiki Room today. But Tiki Room was out of the title entirely? Yeah. It was Tropical Serenade, a musical luau with an astonishing cast. That's too much. They're trying too hard. But (laughs) it did follow along to the same. It was like the same show. They just named it differently at the Magic Kingdom. Some differences. The theater was way bigger because they had more land. They could build this into the plans when they were building the park. Because remember, it was in addition to Disneyland. So they had less space to work with. So here they built a much larger theater. You had a very different entrance, um, that pavilion with the waterfall and the gods and all that stuff, the fire, all those things, a bigger like pre-show to say, right? Than the actual show is what you got there. So apparently, as we theme park goers do, we got bored with the tropical serenade as years moved on. And Disney thought, okay, people are more accustomed to like fast things, thrill rides, things like that. So in 1997 at Disney World, they axed tropical serenade for the enchanted tiki room under new management. Yes. (laughs) This I know. Guys, this was bad. This was bad because it was um, Iago from... Aladdin and Zazu from The Lion King as the new hosts, right? This is bad. Luckily, from what I understand at Disneyland, they left it. Yes. They left it alone at Disneyland. They only put it under new management at Disney World. What I remember, because we went on this when I was a kid in like 1998. And what I remember distinctly was the sign. I don't even remember the show as much, but the sign was the Tiki Room sign with like the two birds I just mentioned from the movies, like (laughs) painting over it. Like it was like wet paint still looking and it was just really sad. Uh, And that tracks with what the show. So Iago and Zazu are the new owners. Jose's out. They're making changes to the act. They apparently like made fun of the old slow moving show and all this stuff. Hmm. Well, apparently like this, this did not work out so well. Crowds quickly stopped going to it. They stopped seeing it. They didn't care. So somehow, though, (laughs) under new management lasted 13 years. Yes. At Disney World. Yeah, I know. It was there for a long time. 13 years. 13 years. Then, thankfully, the powers that be lit a fire in the place, and literally the place caught on fire. What? Uh, (laughs) Like, yeah, 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 yeah. In January of 2011, when under new management was 13 years old, the place caught on fire. Apparently, Iago was damaged beyond repair, and that was the end of under new management. So I want to know who lit the fire. Did they blame it on, like, faulty wiring or something? Is that what started the fire? I I have no idea. I have no idea. But there was a fire, and it ended it. Zazu started the fire. (laughs) (laughs) So after that... They said, oh, well, what's working really well out in California? The original. The Enchanted Tiki Room. (laughs) So they brought it back. They went back into history and brought back the Enchanted Tiki Room. And it's now the same show that you get at Disneyland and Disney World. It's the classic. The place fills up almost every show. Like, it's back to what people wanted. They want that nostalgic old Disney show when you go in there. And so... Yeah, it's 11 minutes long. You know, they've opened Enchanted Tiki Rooms all around the world. In uh, Tokyo Disneyland, they had a version of the Enchanted Tiki Room called the Enchanted Tiki Room Get the Fever. Okay. Jose and company were out. They were replaced by Las Vegas-style show people. Showbirds. um, Named Dano, Scats, Buddy, and Lava. Lava? I've been to that nightclub. (laughs) Yeah. So... That left in 2008, and now it is 
a stitch overlay in Tokyo. No. Yeah. Uh. It's the Enchanted Tiki Room. Stitch presents Aloha. No. Well, I mean, so, if it's good, that's I good. But it sounds like it's just a new, under new management. I kind of wish I'd seen. I feel like I need to find a YouTube video. The Las Vegas show style Enchanted Tiki Room. But anyway, there you have it. I love it. It's, again, one of my mom's favorites. When she was um, recovering from her cancer surgery, we had bought her this big, comfy Enchanted Tiki Room spirit jersey with all the birds on it. And she wore that like every day as she was recovering from surgery. And yeah, she just loves it. By the way, the Tiki Room merch. Oh, it's always great. Is amazing. It's great. It's great because you know what? It brings right back to what we were talking about earlier. It's always got that retro vibe, that 60s look, because it's always that big, Mm -hmm. bright green with the brown, you know, wooden characters everywhere. I love it. Kim has a hat that's that same green color with Jose the bird in his little bird cage on on the front. And it's one of my favorite hats. Let's all sing with the birdie sing. (laughs) Tweet, 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 tweet. Anyway. I love it. It's it's just such a fun, like, go get some Dole Whip yeah. and go watch the Enchanted Tiki. Room. And what I will say with the Disneyland version is exactly what you were talking about earlier. I think what's really magical about going to that ride is that they do have the Dole Whip stand, but it's, it's right kind of in the enclave of the attraction. So while you're waiting to go on, you can get your Dole Whip. You can sit for 10 minutes. They do have some of those outdoor animatronics that still operate. They've got the water that pumps down the little fountain. So there's some really sweet little magical touches in that space before you go in. Disney World's is great too, but it doesn't have that same setup as the Disneyland one does. Yeah. Disneyland's always going to be my favorite. And hot tip on the Disneyland, mobile order your Dole Whip because the mobile order pickup, it's basically in the Tiki Room waiting area. Right. Yeah. Hot tip. I love that. Mobile order. Yay. I love the mobile order. Anyway, so that's that's the Enchanted Tiki Room. Ah, the Tiki 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 Room. Well. The Tiki 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 Anyway, I love it. We can sing it all day. It just, it it hits. Oh. I know. Well, Adam. I'm going to be singing it all night. That now. one was so fun. Thanks for sharing that one. You're welcome. I love I it. I love it. It's fun. I know. We haven't, so, we haven't done a role reversal in a while of you doing the vault. I know. It was so. nice. I liked Me it. too. Yay. We'll, we'll change up. So I guess that's it. I'm going to go get some rest because uh, big day tomorrow, Star Trek day. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you, Adam. Enjoy. And uh, I'll be listening to all the Disney. Everybody news. remember. Well, that too. Yeah. More Marvel TV shows. It's like all Disney Plus is anymore. I know. Yes. Which I'm not. I'm not hating. Have you watched She-Hulk? By the no, way, we didn't even talk about that. I haven't watched it yet. Nope. Is it good? Okay. Well, that's your homework assignment. Okay. It's really good. Go watch She-Hulk, and we'll chat about okay. it. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for hanging with us. Yeah, with that, make sure, again, please, if you're loving the podcast, please write some reviews for us. Keep those five-star ratings coming. That really helps us. It bolsters our credibility on all of the Apple podcast platforms and such. So keep giving us those. We think. We don't don't actually know. know. We don't know. Uh, But we want sponsors. I don't know how this works. We want sponsors. So please write us those reviews. Olive Garden. Not Olive Garden. We don't. Olive Garden, Olive Garden, we don't want you. Olive Garden, you're listening. No, thank you. Yes, we do. We'd take them. If they paid us, we'd take okay. it. All right. Well, with that, guys, uh, thank you again for listening this week, and we'll be back next week. See ya. <laughs>